0: Cześć orzałki, tu Wiola i Marcin. Uczymy się angielskiego poprzez naturalną konwersację i słuchanie. Jeśli chcielibyście czytać w trakcie słuchania, zapraszamy na stronę naturalnyangielski.com, gdzie znajdziecie transkrypcje i tłumaczenia wszystkich odcinków. Do you know what I think is an important topic to talk about? Tell me. Mental health. Being healthy has always been important, but by analyzing the last three years, we are sure that the pandemic has significantly affected our mental health. Naturalne Angielski focuses on not only the natural way to speak English, but also relevant topics to your daily life. Today's topic is meant to help you practice useful vocabulary and maybe nudge you a little to think about your own well-being. Just a reminder, I am not a doctor and I don't specialize in this field. I'm going to speak about this in general terms, but if you feel like you are struggling with your mental health, you're not doing well... I would encourage you to speak to a professional. In my opinion, everyone should have a therapist. We all go through tough times in our personal and professional lives. We face unexpected changes often and aren't always sure how to handle them. Some of us don't have people in our lives to talk to or to turn to for help and understanding, which can feel isolating Sometimes we do have loved ones who want to help, but it's not easy to express our feelings for fear of being misunderstood or looked at differently. There are times when we do things and make decisions we don't quite understand. For example, and it doesn't have to be anything dark or depressing, maybe you have a shopping addiction and have put yourself into debt. You feel the need to buy and buy and don't know how to stop.
1: Maybe you're looking to find better ways to communicate with a family member because what you've been doing so far hasn't worked.
0: Or maybe the thing you need to get through wasn't even your own doing. What if you witnessed a robbery or were involved in a freak accident? A freak accident is an accident that is very unusual or unlikely and potentially very harmful. Your body remembers even if your mind doesn't want to. There is a book about trauma and how your body and mind process that trauma and that kind of stress called The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma written by a psychiatrist named Basil van der Kolk. If you're into psychiatry or psychology, you may find this book very interesting. I really enjoy learning about why we, as people, do the things that we do, and what drives us to make certain decisions. Going back to therapy, for some, there is a negative stigma around it, meaning If you need to do this, there must be something wrong with you. I look at therapy as something very similar to talking to a friend about what's going on in your life, but this friend has the right tools because he or she has been trained to give you better advice and isn't involved in the situation, therefore, can give you an outsider's perspective and, more importantly, Suggest helpful treatment.
1: If people don't talk about mental health enough, it most likely means they also don't take care of it enough.
0: Thankfully, I think today's younger generation is more open to self-reflection. This means that we evaluate our own emotions, our own behavior, and we're willing to make changes going forward. Not that that's easy to do, but I think we're trying to do that more than the previous generations did. We are also more focused on breaking generational trauma cycles. Generational trauma can start with one person and extend to the following generations. If we're exposed to abuse or abusive behavior as children, for example, it can manifest itself as anxiety, depression, anger, substance abuse, and other things later in life. By the way, substance abuse is excessive use of alcohol, illegal drugs, or prescription drugs when used in a way other than they are meant to be used. Then, when we have children, we expose them to our unhealthy behavior and the cycle continues. So, self-reflection means that at some point, we recognize that our bad behavior isn't healthy, isn't good for us, and isn't good for those around us. It does take some courage to be truly honest with ourselves, But doing so allows us to work on things and fix things that need fixing.
1: We know that our environment shapes us as we grow up. But what is debatable is how much exactly is determined by nature versus nurture. Meaning, how much do genetics influence our personality and development, and how much of our development is determined by our environment.
0: Speaking of environment, it is possible that if you've been struggling with anxiety and depression for a few years, it has been worsened by the pandemic. Many of us have been isolated from our friends and family for a long time. We've missed out on celebrations and gatherings and have felt lonelier and more stressed than ever. Some of us have lost our jobs our businesses, lost our financial stability, our sense of control, and purpose. Our health has worsened overall, largely due to people avoiding or skipping routine doctor visits, unhealthy eating, and lack of exercise. Sometimes we don't even realize that our mental health is or has been declining for a while. I remember the time when I was overwhelmed with stress right before the pandemic. I probably work and live in a stressful, fast-paced, high-productivity environment to begin with, so I'm already used to some stress as my baseline. Now, if you add some personal stress to this equation, my body doesn't instantly react to it but the stress does slowly start manifesting itself as physical symptoms. This particular time, I remember going through some stress in my personal life, moving to a new apartment alone, and feeling like I had a lot on my plate at work. I started noticing my hair getting frizzy at the root and breaking, And I started noticing that I was getting a little more emotional over small things, more than usual, and feeling like I didn't have enough control over things in my life. One day I went to talk to my boss and said, Listen, I'm going to take a personal day tomorrow and I'm going to hang up my curtains. I remember thinking that if I could just take a break and do something productive for myself, Like, hang up the curtains in my new apartment. I'll feel like I'm taking a step towards something. And if I can control that, then maybe it'll make me feel better.
1: So, did you take the day off?
0: I did. And yeah, I do remember feeling better. I needed a change in my schedule, a break, even for one day. And that made a little bit of a difference. During that time, I also started reading more books on on the topics of either self-help or memoirs because I was looking for some light and helpful reading. There is a book I liked called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb, who is a psychotherapist and who writes about her life as a therapist, her clients' lives, and her own relationships and personal life. It kind of reads like a girly novel, so I enjoyed it. Other books I like to read related to today's topic are those on mindset and stoicism. By mindset, I mean focusing on working on yourself from the inside out and creating positive thinking habits. Unfortunately, sometimes we are the only ones who stand in our way of success, whatever that may be to you, and unlearning some of our negative habits takes some effort. This is when I turn to books like The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday, with daily insights and quotations from great thinkers like Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, and Epictetus that help me prepare for the day in the morning and reflect on my day in the evening. What are some other things you can do to help yourself live a more enjoyable, more energized, and healthier life? I probably won't tell you things you don't already know, but maybe you can take this as a sign to change something in your current routine. Number one, sleep is very important. We need quality sleep for good brain performance. Adults should aim for at least seven hours. I like to sleep for eight and a half to nine hours to feel good. Uh, We should aim for uninterrupted sleep. My blackout curtains are from Ikea and they're amazing. And consistent sleep. So no losing sleep and then catching up on the weekends because that doesn't help us. Number two is diet. A diet full of delicious natural foods filled with vitamins is very important. When I was in my early 20s, I used to eat all the bad stuff all the time. All the fried food, all the fast food, and all the sugar. I know what you're thinking. Typical American diet. My coffee was just milk and sugar with a little bit of coffee. Somehow, I didn't realize that this food was making me lethargic, meaning tired, slow, and sluggish. Once I started having gut issues, I went to the doctor who told me I had a gluten sensitivity. At that time, I thought it was a weird trend, maybe made up, and I didn't understand why I would have it. But I finally started being conscious about what I ate. To make a long story short, I now know the importance of feeding my body what is good for me. I'll share what works for me and maybe it can work for someone listening. So I try to stick to a diet full of veggies, fruit, eggs, leafy greens, nuts, fish and meat for the most part. Maybe not 100% of the time, but at least 80-90% of the time. Unprocessed or minimally processed foods only. Very little dairy, no refined sugar, no flour, and mostly no alcohol. My coffee is now black, my tea has no sugar, and I drink a lot of water every day. If you try this for a couple of weeks... I promise you will see results. You will be feeling lighter, more energized, and you'll also realize that there are foods that you can live without. These days, I hardly ever get sick. My skin looks better. I don't even get headaches. I've also lost about 10 to 12 pounds or about 5 kilo and have been able to easily keep it off for about three years now because of the habits I've created. Last word on the food, I do realize that the food I eat in America isn't as healthy as the food in Europe. This is kind of upsetting to me, but I think the message of more nutritious foods and less processed foods still applies here. Moving on to number three, exercise. You know what they say, you're just one workout away from a good mood. So if that guy or girl isn't texting you back, you go make your own endorphins. There are so many different ways you can incorporate exercise into your life. And most do not require a visit to the gym. If you're just starting out, daily long walks are great. Or if you're stuck at home, you can pull up an instructional workout video on YouTube and do some low-impact moves in your living room without any equipment. When the pandemic first began, I was living in this teeny tiny studio where there was practically no room for any kind of exercise. Maybe if I moved the coffee table to the side, I could do some stretching. So when it was too cold to go outside, I would go into the hallway of my building and run up and down the stairs over and over again. Sometimes you have to work with what you've got, you know? I know we're discussing mental health here. But since we're on the topic of exercise, I want to remind you that exercise strengthens your heart and reduces your risk of heart disease.
1: And, in case you weren't aware, heart disease is the number one cause of death in the world.
0: Exactly. So many reasons to move your body throughout the day. And I promise you will never regret working out. But you may regret not working out. I just went through three most basic factors that influence your well-being, but there are others you should also consider, and I'll do a quick list here. Do something small for yourself. Get a haircut, a massage, or a manicure. Sometimes we just need those small pick-me-ups to make us feel good. Next, get outside and spend some time in nature. Feeling connected to the natural world is a great stress reducer. Also, see a friend. Even though I am an introvert who loves staying home, I do think it's important to make time to see those whom you feel comfortable around to catch up and laugh together. Maybe you could take up a new hobby or learn something new. Have you always meant to learn to play a new instrument? or maybe you've been meaning to explore it, a new site hustle, or maybe start an online course. You can get creative. Another crucial one is set goals, even small ones. Giving yourself goals and deadlines will allow you to aim for something and accomplishing those goals will make you feel productive. Of course, Learning a new language is a great way to help your mind stay engaged and stay sharp. Expanding your language skills builds confidence, helps you communicate, enhances your ability to concentrate, improves your memory, improves your listening skills, and in the long term, helps fight dementia. I see nothing but benefits here.
1: So what you're saying is... Natural Angielski is good for your health.
0: That's exactly what I'm saying. You will never regret doing something good for your body and for your mind. And with these words of wisdom, we're going to conclude this episode. I hope you are all well and you're doing things for yourself. As always, sending you hugs. And if you have any questions feel free to send me an email at viola at naturalneangilski.com. That's all for today. Until next time.